welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 65 and I've got a very special guest with me today. Um, he's by a gentleman by the name of Craig Hubbard. He runs a organic produce farm, which is very exciting because obviously that's something that um, a lot of people are focusing on now, having been through uh, lockdowns and pandemics and all these sorts of things. People are, are home growing, um, doing a lot more of, uh, sustainable living, things like that. And Craig's certainly taken that to the forefront with his business. Um, he has a couple of outlets at the various farmers markets around the place. And he's also got um, courses on teaching you how to grow. And I think that's fascinating. So um, without further ado, we're going to move right along to the podcast. But before we do that, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com and have a look. Um, I've also got a line of uh, weightlifting accessories there as well. So by all means, have a look and let me know if there's anything of interest and you're more than welcome to reach out if you've got any other questions. But for now, let's get on with the podcast. All right, Craig Hubbard, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I'm really good, mate. Thanks for having me on here today. Not a problem, mate. What's a um, what's a typical Friday look like for you? I'm assuming, um, given that you are at markets over the weekend, Friday would be relatively similar most weeks. Would that be fair and saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Friday is often the the busy day because it's um, with the fresh produce. We want to have it as fresh as possible for the market. So okay. Friday is often the day that we're harvesting, packing the truck, getting everything ready, uh, because the day starts at two a.m. tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Wow, big day. Um, they are big, big day. days, yeah. yeah. Well, we're actually coming to Kiwana Farmers Market, so uh, will you be there tomorrow? Not tomorrow. I'll be at Noosa this weekend. Okay. Right. Yeah. We'll, the we'll team will be there. there. We'll drop yeah, into yeah, your store anyway. Team. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, so, mate, thank you very much for giving up your time on a busy day then. I really appreciate it. Um, I thought I read your post a little while ago about um, obviously – your um, introduction into educating people around um, growing their own projects and things like that. And I thought it was fascinating. So I obviously looked into your, your farm a little bit more and your website and, and yourself and approached you about coming on here and just telling your story. And you recently put up a post about when you first started the farm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you said you didn't have a lot of agricultural experience before you started. And I found that amazing. So I'd love to know your background before the farm and then obviously what made you decide to completely change a, a, into a new direction if you wouldn't mind yeah for sure yeah yeah well I I didn't have any any growing experience I didn't even have a garden uh I grew up in Sydney wow uh, west of southwest Sydney okay and um and my the th I guess the thing I, I was always into health so I was on this kind of health mission um I was an athlete and a I was training in martial arts. So I was doing Kung Fu at the time, a lot of breath work, a lot of uh, meditation. And that kind of led me down this track of, uh, it, it was all about ways of living. So it was studying how do we live in the best way possible? Like how do we live using this body in its, in its most optimal form and, and how do we tap into our, our highest capacity? So that that really lit up this fire in me. And so I, I was on this journey. I was, I just got my, my black belt in, in Kung Fu and yeah, wow. um, I was living, living in this little beach shack down, down South of Sydney in a place called Stanwell park. And, um, and then I, I had this dream. So I was balancing this kind of inner world of like wanting meditation and, and, and this quiet way of living the, the way I'd been, um, inspired by the the martial arts side of things and then i had this um this other side that was i, I wanted to buy i wanted to buy the beach house that i was living in so i was okay. like all right i'll go to sydney I'll, I'll i'll build a business and then i'll come back and buy this little beach shack and so i got into business and um because i i realized that, okay i can take these health ideas and take them to the world in, in various forms. So we, we started this little health business, a little wheatgrass shot business and, uh, okay. and took that to the cafes. And, um, and I guess I was always, I was curious, like I, I was always trying to find the, the, the thing behind the, um, you know, like almost like the, uh, in the wizard of Oz and, 
wanting to peek behind the curtain of like <laughs> what, what's what's behind this thing of health and what really makes it up and 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 I and I'd, I'd go down these tracks and I'd find that at the end of it there were it was empty it was like I, I and I often food it, it was the the thing that it kept coming back to yep so then I would kind of follow that path and and then that took me you know down and wheatgrass like led me to meet all sorts of people this little shot and um marketing that and and I had my my fitness side and my surfing as my kind of main things but I was like right, how do I take it to the next level how do I how do I tap into these other levels that I of, of myself that I I can and and I kept wanting it to be complicated <laughs> I was like and the more I I found like I'd peek behind the curtain I'd go to the health food shops go to the the gyms go to the yoga studios go to all these places that I thought that's where the health was and when I peeked behind the curtain it was like they didn't know or they they either didn't know or it was kind of it wasn't didn't have substance behind it and and then it kind of kept leaning back to fresh produce it was like oh just fresh produce is is the most valuable thing we can put in our body yep and um and then I I came across this farmer one day and I I I'd moved up to Queensland by this time and, and I was, uh, I was a, a new dad and that, cause that changed my life and brought me up to Queensland. And then when I was up in Queensland, I met this farmer and, and he was this gnarly old, old kind of, I kind of call him like a gnome. Like he was, he was thick fingers, thick feet, bare feet, <laughs> dirty hands, dirty feet, dirt, just gruff. But he, I went to his farm and he was his cornucopia cornucopia of food and and it just blew me away I was like wow I've been training for years I've been doing all these health related things and here's this here's this farm and this farmer that was the healthiest that I'd ever seen or, or and with the most value behind it the most depth and yeah. and realness so and I it all it kind of came down to realizing that oh my god like real health comes from the soil like real health comes from the food that is grown out of the soil and that we can bring our energy from this earth like how rather than this packaged food world that was all over the place so of course that that was like that lit up this fire so then I went and worked for him for a year as an apprentice just as a volunteer and and I was just like I want to unlearn everything that you 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 know because I could wow. tell he was going to retire, and um and I wanted to I had a new a new um baby girl and a boy at the time, and I and I I realized oh my god like I know all this other stuff of health and wellness and but I don't know how to grow food and and therefore I don't know how to sustain my kids and when this farmer his name was Jim when Jim's gone. What am, who do I go to? I go to the health food shop or I go to the farmer's market. Or I, but he was the guy at the farmer's market. So I was like, yeah, okay. I've, I've got to find this stuff out. So it, it was foreign to me. It was the hardest work I'd ever done. And, um, and I just dived in there and, and it, was, it was amazing. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's unreal. Well, I suppose you put in 100%, you get 100% return, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So, so this was before you started your own um, farm. So obviously you worked on his for 12 months and then was it straight into finding a property that you could establish as your own or did you find any pre-existing working farm? How did, how did that transition happen? Yeah, yeah, uh, good question. So um, I, this was before the farm that we're on right now. Yep. Um, I had... I had this name Shambhala. So uh, Shambhala is this um, this ancient mythology that's written about um, from thousands of years ago. So I, I, I'd read this book and, and heard these stories of this this concept called Shambhala, and and it fascinated me because it was it was all about uh, a, a way of living at our highest level. So it really spoke to me on the on the terms that that I'd been. Um, uh kind of engaged in and um 
And it was, it was all about uh, not a place that you could go, but a place that you become. And so yeah, I really okay. took this, this thing on board. And, I, and I, so I had that in the background of like, okay, there's this, this place called Shambhala. When I went to his farm and it, it was, it really just was like, oh my God, this is, this is it. This is, this is what I need to, to learn. This is what I need to get, dedicate my life to. And then I found out he was going to retire. So he was, he was already getting pretty old and his shoulders playing up a bit and, and he was, it was coming to the end. And, what? um, and I, and the more I realized it, it, the more, more most of the farmers were all at, the average age was 65, you know, most of them wow. were, were past retirement age and they were still going. So we were kind of relying on them to produce the food that would be the basis of our, our health system. And, and it really kind of played on me. And, and I read this, this, um, this book from this, from the 1930s. And it was, it was a guy by the name of Howard. Um, Sir Al- Albert Howard that wrote the book, and he's kind of known as the the father of the the organic movement from right back then. And he he wrote uh, words I'll be paraphrasing, but it was along the lines of um, the uh, the soil. Uh, what was it? Um, it basically came down to. Oh, yeah, how can humankind regulate its affairs so that its chief possession, the fertility of the soil, is preserved? And then it goes on to say the answer to this question is where civilization, where the future of civilization lies. And wow. so, so I understood that as, well, okay, so we've got this soil concept that, it is the very thing that grows all of our food, therefore all of our animals, all of our clothing, and it's the thing that underp- underpins civilization. And, Absolutely. And what they were understanding way back in the 1930s was that we were destroying it. We were putting chemicals into our food system already back then, um, and and it was and then, and we've only done that. It's 90 years since that, and. And we've only been doing that more and more and more to the point where I started to realize that we're, we're destroying our, our, our soil system, our, our biology, and therefore we are on the edge of destroying our civilization. Not only the thing that I was after, which was health, it was like, well, health is, is on this very whispery uh, foundation because the only ones that are keeping alive the ancient ways of regenerative food growing with these older farmers that were hitting retirement age and, and none of the younger people wanted to do it because it was too hard work. And, yeah, and yeah. I attest to that. It was like as a, as a athlete, as a surfer, as a martial artist, you know, I was, I was okay with hard training, but when I went and worked on this, on Jim's farm, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. Just wow. long, hard, hot human work. And, but it was so rewarding, so satisfying. So, um, uh, that, that really spoke to me and, and that, so that woke up this thing of like, all right, he's retiring. I'm a, I'm a new dad and I've got this passion to, to study. How do we live in the best way possible? How do we have the best health possible? And also how do we look after the, the world for the, 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 um, the generations to come and it, yep. it all came down to soil healthy living soil for our the foundation so i he when he retired i was all right I, i'm i'm in like this is me for for the rest of my life i want to study this learn this share this yep um so i went searching for a farm and and i found a little farm at dunan which is uh, up in noosa Yep. One of my favorite places to be, uh, cause I love surfing, love nature. And, and I, I bought this rundown old farm that, um, again, it was a retiring farmer. Okay. And interestingly, when we were sitting there with the real estate, he was saying, you know, I don't think you should buy this as a farm. <laughs> and he was kind of, he was trying to protect me to be like, don't, 
you know, it's this is hard work and this could burn you out. This is like, um, you know, health wasn't as cool as it was back then and, and, yep. um, and farmers markets were only sort of just coming on the rise and and the the value for the work wasn't wasn't there so it wasn't attracting young people and and he so they knew they could sell the place and it could be turned into development or, or whatever sure. so they weren't worried about that but i was like no i've, I've got to do this so i've got to do this for my children i've got to do it for my children's children and and i'm i i know too much now to 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 turn back so so I, I dived in and, and bought this farm and um and haven't looked back since and, and that was wow. uh, twelve years ago now. Wow. Uh, yeah. That is yeah. unreal. That's exciting. So no obviously no regrets. You you are pretty proud of where you've come from in, in twelve years. Yeah, I there's definitely been regrets. Like I, I say I haven't looked back, but there's there has been re, not re, maybe not regrets, but I that feeling of like taking on more than I can handle that definitely you know I've been overwhelmed so many times and and hit the barrier of of what I could what I can do one from a business point of view and two from you know taking on this this body of work that um so there was many times where I just would curl over and just be like what what the heck am I doing like (laughs) this is ridiculous you know I could be making money back in sydney on my you know what i used to do but i every then i'd wake up to myself and be like, all right what are you going to do you've got kids and you you really want you wanted to find out what was behind the curtain and, and here's what's behind the curtain and yep. so i was like so figure it out you know get out there and do it and and that's that's what it was and um so it's it's better like these now where I'm where I'm at. We've got an awesome team, um, where we've got amazing customers that value what we do. Yep. There's uh, COVID that has really helped to to remind people that that, that the COVID kind of almost pulled the curtain away, and it was like, yeah, okay. You guess what? There's you know uh, we can talk about that in a moment, and um, yep. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm proud of where we're at now, and there's still so much more that I want to do. And and COVID was, you know, some things happened last year which I can share that has now opened the next curtain, and it's like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't end, and and uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, all right, let's so talk about the farm as it stands now. Like, how big is it? What do you grow? Obviously, um, you know, you're at the various farmers' markets and things like that. But, but give us a bit of an insight into what's behind you at the moment, like the, the farm, yep. what you grow, um, and obviously the size and labour force and all that sort of stuff. Yep. So we, we're, on a, we're on a small farm for a farm size. It's a 12-acre okay. farm yep. over at Doonan. So from from where we live in Doonan, that's a big pr- property. But as mm-hmm. term, in terms of farms, we're, we're micro because most of the farms out there are, you know, hundreds of acres or of or, or, or more. But um, so we're doing this different kind of thing. We're doing micro farming, really high intense productivity, which is um, uh, something I'm really um, passionate about. And I think that we need to get more of these farms into more communities all over the world. Okay. Um, but we're, we've got a team of about 10 to 12 people um, that some of them are in the farm, some of them are at the market, some are in the office. And um, we, we grow about 30 to 40 different varieties of, of foods. Um, wow. And, and then we team up with a whole lot of other farms that are nowhere, like they aren't close enough for the market. So we call them our, our food hub. And okay. we, we work together as a network so that when we've got access, we can share ours with them. Oh, what a when great they've got access, they share it with us. So yep. that's been something we've stitched together over the over this sort of last decade and it's helped us be more sustainable and help yep. them also be more sustainable. Yep. Um, about four years ago, we transitioned the farm to be not just a farm. So it's more of a wellness space and a health center um so we've got a yoga studio here and a big 200 square meter 
Bali inspired yoga studio where we do meditation, yoga, breath work. And, um, and we have different teachers that come in and do that. And we also, my, my partner Chrissy and I also, um, are part of that. Yep. We've got a little healing sanctuary where there's, um, there's either massage in there or, or some, some kind of alternative treatments. And there's, there's a lady that runs that. And then we've got a small community of people that live here in a, a part of the, the, the working farm aspect. Okay. Um, so they're the kind of the, that's the, the, the main thing that we've been doing. And then we've had a, a, a shift in the last year since COVID and, and that's taken us to, to our next level, which, you know, maybe is our final level or maybe not. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Um, well, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about that. So, take take us back to when that hammer dropped, and we all had to obviously get locked down, and the, the country went into the hysterics. We didn't know what was going on, but we all got told to, you know, basically isolate and stay at home, and all these sorts of things. So, small businesses like you, like me, like plenty of yeah. people around the world got impacted. So, take us yeah. through that experience and those emotions, and then obviously what you then did to pivot and transition into what you've got uh, available now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, um, we were coming back from a trip from Bali. That was Chrissy and I. Yep. We were in the in the the airport in February in Bali Airport, and we noticed there was all these people wearing masks, and and I was like, oh, something's going down that we, <laughs> we we haven't been aware of. And um, and then we got home, and there was talk of this thing called COVID. It was just before March, and um, and and then when that that realization hit it was like oh actually this is happening this is actually going to happen they're going to shut things down it was it was a scary time um chrissy was pregnant at the time so we had had that kind of in the in the background and um and the we had the yoga going and and we got the the notice to shut down yoga and, and, and meditation and breath work which was which was really just so crazy and and dumb that that the healthy places and gyms and, and yoga studios would have to shut down but yep so we we held on for as long as we could but then you get that social pressure of real and realizing oh okay it's it's time so i think we and it all happened as you know like so fast so within that we probably there was a shutdown of first week and we probably held to the second week and then it was like all right no one's coming anyway so we'll shut the food side just exploded um, and that just we, just was so out of control. We, we were having to bring on new trucks, new drivers. We doubled our team. Wow. We, every single day the home delivery um, website that we had was just going through the roof. We would, it, was, it was really um, quite stressful to, to, to manage it because usually we need 48 hours to, we, you know, you, you'll tell us you want an order and then we'll organize to pick it. We'll organize with our, our food hubs. And, and in this times, you know, people were desperate and, and they were, uh, the shops had run out of food and we hadn't even got to the market, the farmer's market yet. And we were selling all of our stuff online through our home delivery and, and, and every day we were getting more customers and, and, but our delivery systems were just not handling it. So we were, you know, scrambling to get to, to do our best to, to serve the customers. And um, uh, we had some volunteers come on. We had people that, that were delivery drivers that had lost their jobs and they came on to, with their vans and, and we're just doing everything we can to, to not only help the customers get food, because that was a big thing and I could feel the anxiety in there. Yeah, of course. Marketing that in their emails, in the messages. But also there was other big farms that we were or other farms that we were connected to that were having a really tough time getting their stuff to their customers because restaurants had shut down as well. So on one side you had this total lack of food in the in the shops, in the in the um in the for the consumer to to get and there wasn't enough online delivery at the time and then the restaurants who were buying a lot of the food from a, a lot of the um the, the farms they shut so then 
you had this excess on the other hand, but the excess couldn't get to the people that needed it because right. they the transport was 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 shutting down as well. So um, it was kind of this interesting dynamic. And so we were just spending up like really late nights um, trying to figure out how do we logistically connect that farm and and that um, harvest with with these lot of customers and. And it was, and we thought it was just going to be a couple of months, and we were we were doing our best, and we we probably tripled our sales, tripled our team, um, and and we we got through, and then there were, but then we had to put caps. We ended up just saying, all right, we're we're done. We we cannot yeah. take on any more people, um, and that so that was one precursor of like, okay, there is a point in time that you can't just quickly go and get your solution. You know, we're in the when the, the hammer drops, we sometimes think, oh, we'll, we'll go with Coles and Woolies until we need to, and then we'll go to our local guy. And it's like the yep. local guy might not be there. He's probably quite likely has already shut his doors yep. or if he couldn't have made it before or this, he, he's gone out of business because a lot of them were. Yeah. Um, but in this, in this time, that was happening. We were, we were servicing a lot of customers. And then, and the farmers markets kept going, and, and uh, so we were there. We we had our, our uh, you know, only ten people in the store at a time. We had the all the protocols to to, yep. to do our best to to get through. But then, for me, something um, something bigger happened, and that was that one COVID just kept going, and then it was like, okay, we're going to have to live with this and adapt to it. Um, and then the bigger one was. We were about to have a baby, and that was pretty scary. We had, um, uh, and then I watched this documentary. That's right. I watched the documentary by uh, David Attenborough, and it was the 2020 documentary called Our Planet, and it was his witness statement from uh, from his 70 years of work documenting the earth and he was he recorded it when he was 93 and it went out last year when he was 94 and and it really hit me hard it was because it talked about the trajectory that we were on as humans we were heading to a a collapse and not just a financial collapse or you know a the collapse that COVID brought, it was like, it was a, a big collapse. And that was because it was the soil system. So I was talking a, a, again about yep. what, what um, Sir Albert, but Howard had talked about. And, um, and what the predictions from the scientists that came out in this, in this documentary was saying is that we only have enough soil for the next 60 years. And, and then I was like, wait, so my daughter's going to be born I've got my other kids and I'm serving these these customers. I'm serving them lots of food, but we're not really solving the problem. We're just yeah. continuing serving food. And so this, this quote that we've all heard, and that is um, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Yep. Teach him to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah. So that came in and I realized that I was on the first one. I was like, I was feeding the fish. I was, I was giving the man a fish or giving people, the customers, the food, but it wasn't doing anything to teach them how to grow their own food, how to look after the soil of the planet and anything like that. So that really hit me of like, and then also in this documentary was saying in this next five to 10 years, this is the decade that or this is the time that will set us for either success or for failure and that's when i realized that i i i have a responsibility to to do something and i've for the last 10 years i've been providing the food giving the man the fish and i realized that i can't do that anymore i was one i was burning out because we were serving so many people um, food that, but we were not solving the problem, which is what I really wanted to do because I had a daughter and I wanted to give her a life for the yep. future. So, so then it really hit me of like, all right, you've got to do something. So we actually, um, 
we we closed our home delivery, which you know some people wow. think we were crazy, but it was like I can only focus my attention on on a few things, and yep. it's either I can feed you for today and maybe for tomorrow and for a couple more years, but then one day I'll I'll be like Jim and I'll retire and then I'll be gone, and then what will we do? What will my kids do? What will your kids do? What? So then I realized, okay, I've got to I've got to devote my time and energy into documenting everything that we've been doing up to to date everything i learned from all my my mentors and put them into a a program so i can share it with as many people as possible and that became the start of what we call the the shambhala 12-week food growing program or the shambhala growing system and that was how do we one look after our soil two grow our own food so that covid we've got a life raft we've got a a way that we've got sovereignty we can no one can tell us where to get our food and they they no one can pull the rug out from us we can absolutely look after and that's that was the biggest thing is how do i give my customers the best chance for future survival and thriving not only Mm. just survival but how do you how do i help them thrive in the future and in times like now, so we we took a group of people from z- no gardening experience, and and all, and busy people, you know, entrepreneurs, mums and dads. Um, so with with very little time, little space in the garden, in the in the backyard, sorry. And we took them through a program where we we built garden beds for them. We showed them the 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 basis of soil and how to um, turn their food waste into this black gold compost, how to germinate seeds and how to grow food in a very short amount of time. And that food is, if done right, is 10 times more nutritious than the food that we can buy in the supermarkets. Wow. Not just the packaged food, but, I mean, the, the fresh food. The produce, yeah. So that's where it was like, if, if I can serve you the best, one, it was originally to give you a big basket or a big box of, of fresh produce. And, that, and I loved that. I thrived on that. Yep. But now the best way I can serve you or, or anyone that's, that has health as a priority and also the, the, the survival of their family as a priority, then the best way I can serve is to show the, the fundamental techniques to, to build soil in a very small amount of space, in, I'm talking like uh, we can do it in a in the space of a balcony of a unit, or in a if we've got a big backyard, then we can grow all, almost all of our food. Wow. But just having a bit of our food growing can give us the stability and the, the resilience to get through times like this. But when when we do it the way that we that the ancients have been doing it, we mm. don't need any synthetic chemicals. Yep. We don't need any herbicides. And we can do it in a, the even more um, a, a way that's way more healthy because our normal soil, our kind of native soil over the, the last 100 years, we've been, every time we harvest food, we're taking some minerals from the planet. So our soil levels, our mineral level has declined over the last 100 years to a point now where it's 10 times it's only 10% of the minerals that we need as humans. So we need supplements. We need ways of getting all this, this, this stuff. But there is an answer, and that is we can bring those minerals back into our soil with regenerative agriculture, regenerative food growing, and there's some simple solutions with rock dust, some, some, which has got all of the minerals that we need, mm. um, seaweeds, um, kelps and bringing all that into a growing system to compost that down, which doesn't take any time. It's, it takes the same amount of time to take our food and stick it in the trash. We can stick it in a compost and add a few extra minerals into that compost. And when we put that into the garden and grow our food, that food has all of the minerals that we need as a human being because our body, it cannot make minerals. We have to get our minerals from the earth that's the only way we get it so if the earth and the soil isn't providing our minerals then we have to go to outside sources 
and those outside sources are either going to be synthetic or not synthetic. Yeah. And then we have this 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 recurring problem of how do we how do we get it? So we we can do it back right at the very start, right at the, the at the soil level. And the best part is that we can do this at the home level as the family. Like we don't have to wait for the governments to to solve the problem. We don't have to wait for the corporations to solve the problem. We the people are the solution and the solutions are micro solutions to solving this macro problem and that's the thing that's so i'm so excited enthusiastic about now um, and passionate about sharing that it's not a big thing it's actually just a, a few little things just like we we understand with health that if we can just do a few core things get our breathing right get our posture right get it some of our get our our diet right then we can have an amazing body, we can have a thriving, healthy life. The same thing is we can take that food, we can either buy it from the shop or, and we can come to the farmer's market and I will serve you the best food I possibly can. However, what I've realized is I can only serve you a a fraction of what actually grows here at the farm. And also I can't give it to you the the day, you know, the the hour after it was picked. It was, you know, picked that morning or, or that before that, but I can, in your backyard, I can show you how to grow things that will never even make it to a market because they don't even last an hour once they, they picked. Yeah. There's, there's hundreds of things that we can grow that just are perpetual. They just keep growing in our garden. We don't have to do much. We just keep them going. And, and, and the other thing is we don't need as much food as we think if we're getting a mineral-rich diet. Mm. So we we don't need a huge big garden we don't need a farm we just need i call it a little superfood garden where you can get the core part of your diet that links you to your source of life which is the soil and then that kind of takes us on this this journey down this that our whole so i've been kind of geeking out on the biome, the human biome and the microbiome and realising that there's this living organism, living community in our body that is not even our DNA. It's, the, it's what we call the biome, which is from the, the earth. And so we have the living earth, the, the microorganisms um, that live within the soil within one teaspoon of healthy living soil is over a billion microorganisms. And these are the, the, this is the key to our survival. This is the thing that if we can serve the microorganism level, then, and that, then we keep our, our soil healthy. We also keep our, our, our gut healthy, our, our microbiome yep. healthy. And we yep. have a, I, but we can only do that when we're eating uh, food from the soil, from a healthy, mineral-rich soil. So that's my passion now is to to teach a, a million new gardeners in the next um, two years how wow. to grow food um, because I think it's realising that this is our decade, this is our time yep. to, to take charge of, of our health and also our connection to the planet because the planet doesn't need saving. It, it kind of needs needs a bit of a reprieve from the humans, but we don't have to be a problem. We can actually be part of the solution. We mm. just have to shift a few little things and we become coexisting with, with the earth and then but the earth will go on. It's The question is, will we thrive with it or yeah. will we not? And so that's the, the, that's the whole thing now is, I'm I'm passionate about sharing that and um and taking through people through the the uh the course and and any other ways that I can um um oh, I lost you there for a second. No, you're right. There. You're right. Yep. I, um yeah. So taking people through uh, the the system and giving them the system of how do I grow the best food possible in the smallest amount of space with the least amount of time for the biggest impact for my health and my family. And that's, that's the mission now of, of Shambhala and, and, um, and yeah, it's exciting. 
It is. Oh, I can hear the passion in your voice, mate. I love it. That's that's fantastic. What a story. That's so cool to transition and just continually evolve and, and see um, opportunity to to teach others and be sustainable. I think it's fantastic. So so talk about the course for a second. Like obviously it's available online, but you have face to face on your farm as well, don't you? So do you want that's to right, dive yeah. into that a little bit? Yeah, so we've got um, a we do only once a year where we go on farm. So that's coming up in, in September. Right. Um, and the, the, we'll, we'll have only about 20 to 25 people um, spaces for that so we can give them a really in-depth um, tuition. Um, then we also have online. So we're filming every module uh, and so that we can take this to, to, to anywhere. Um, so, yeah, there's, you can join us. It'll be one day a week on the farm and yep. it's usually between school hours. So we we want it so that the mums and dads and can come along and, and actually do it and still run their life, run their business, pick their kids up from school and learn. And we actually grow. We, we start with a, with a space here and we, we take it from, from nothing to an abundant garden and we harvest and we, we, we harvest all that food and we cook it all up and have, have oh, some cool. delicious meals. And, and then the online one, we it's fully video uh we've got pdf we've got our booklet and then also we have live um webinars with q and a so you can ask oh, I, I did this and this didn't happen and i can answer those questions for people so fantastic um yeah and it's uh, the the feedback that's coming back is is amazing is um the especially with covid that People are uh, have the time, but also mm. the, the desire to to um, to take charge of their health health and also take back our food system. Yep. You know, like so, it's not under hijacked by by the the government or the the whims of whatever is happening. And if anyone thinks that COVID is just going to go away, I think that you, that you're dreaming. Like it's not necessarily COVID, but when we have a situation like we've got where our food system gets or our soil, our connection to our life gets so thin, it's like our connection on the internet. If the internet gets kind of thin and we're going to start getting choppy and wispy. Yep. And so our connection with our soil is getting really thin. We're going to see all sorts of interesting things crop up and COVID is just one. So to me, COVID, is just a symptom of a much bigger underlying problem. And it's not about, you know, the, the, the governments and all the, you know, conspiracies and all it, it's, it, there is a much deeper underlying problem than, than any conspiracy that we could have. It is that we need to, and, we, and the best part is we don't have to wait for anyone. We can go out in the soil in the backyard right now. You don't, you don't even need soil because most people, like I, we could show it in a backyard on grass or even on concrete. Yep. And we start taking the waste that's in your kitchen right now, and we put it in your bucket system, and we take you through. And we could we could do this on another program on another day where I could take you through how do you take the things that are in your house right now, yeah. and in thirty days we can turn that into black gold soil, and you just need some seeds, and that they will they will thrive and go amazing, and you wow. run your business, run your life, and they'll be doing their thing because. We don't need to grow the food. We just need to provide the right ingredients and the right environment and, and, and life happens and we, we just need to get out of the way yeah. and stop hindering it. So, yeah, um, uh, yeah so it's, I, I guess the biggest message that I'd love to share with people is whether they want to join the course and, and go deeper with me or not. The biggest thing is it's not as hard as you think. Yep. It doesn't take as much time as you think, and the uh, the results will be more profound than you think um, in health, longevity, wellness, happiness. Um, yeah. there's, all, there's so many benefits to just having a few minutes a day in the garden, even if it's just picking some stuff, you, your fingers touch the plant, they touch a bit of the soil, make a cup of tea out of the, the fresh herbs or add a little bit to your salad or a bit to your meal. You're actually getting, um, I believe, a recoding 
directly from your garden, which is which is nature, which is life, and, and yeah. we are part of life. And we, we this is our, our mother, this is our umbilical cord back into it. So when we bring that through, then um, then it activates us at a whole other level, and that kind of takes us to this other aspect of Shambhala, and that is well, how do you live? at your most thriving level. One, you're not going to be beholden to the supermarkets and the transport system and the COVID and the lockdowns and that. All of that goes away. You have a relationship with this earth, with your primary source of, of um, nutrition and the best part is it doesn't even need to be at the health food shop. It's right in the backyard, in the soil. So, um, yeah, so... Um, the, in the next couple of weeks, we've got the, the bookings open for the 12-week food growing course. Okay. And then the online one will be open at the same time. And it's only open for a little while. And then we run that and then we, we close it down just so we can give full focus to, to people. Yep. Um, but we've also started a podcast this week where we, um, if people are interested to find out a bit more about the story and also just to find out like how do you learn if you're not if you don't have the time to come and do a full course then we're, we're going to put all the bits and pieces um, on that podcast so they can find out information and uh, and share this this knowledge this sacred knowledge that absolutely is, it should be owned by the people and that's what I want to do take that back to to those so that it's not held with any of of these um, people with ulterior motives for our health and wellness, so, you know, I want I want I want it to be that we, as the community, look after our community and our family and our children and our future generations. Yeah, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. I love that. I love the passion behind it too. That's fantastic. Um, so, okay, so how do people find you? Um, obviously, website, socials. And you're at the farmers markets in terms of produce sales, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So they can find us at the if they're on the Sunshine Coast, then they they can come to the Kawana Waters Farmers Market and they can yep. look for Shambhala Farm sign. And then we're also at the Noosa Farmers Market on the Sunday. So Kawana Saturday, Noosa yep. on the Sundays. You can find us on uh, Facebook or Instagram under shambhala farm and shambhala farm's got a silent h in there so shambhala s-h-a-m-b-h-a-l-a farm but you'll if you google us you'll find find us and then um if you're into podcasts which if you're listening to this then then you you must be you could find us on um and under shambhala living is our our podcast name so uh yeah come and come and say hello and on our website or any of those methods, you'll find a way to our course or, or just get involved and in, in hear, hear how you can take charge of your health. Wow. I love it, mate. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so we'll wrap it up, but um, I really appreciate time. But I'll, I'll finish on one last question, which I ask all guests, and that is um, sort of a per- personality question. Who would you invite to dinner? So, um, this can be um, present day person, it could be a celebrity, it could be live dead, fictional, non-fictional. It just sort of gives us an insight into who you are as a person. So who, who do you think that might yeah, be yeah. to sit down and have a bit of a chat with? Oh, I had, so I saw that you'd asked me that before and I, I was thinking, I was like, oh, can it be someone that's dead? And, and I was, so I had, Sir Albert Howard was one of them. Okay. And then I had, I had like some, um, some soil guys and and um and then then i realized you know who actually i i think there's someone else and um and i was thinking okay so there's the idea of having a dinner with with one person i can ask them anything i want to ask them but then i realized now wait a minute we're talking about food i what i would love is a big community feast where we all are there that we've grown a part of the food and yep. we've all brought a part of that food there. That's the dinner that I'd love where we have a big, big, you know, like a, a global table of <laughs> people that want to take charge of their, their health. Yep. So that's, so I've, I'm, I've taken it to this level where it's like a bit, you know, unrealistic, but this metaphysical dinner 
yep. where it's a, a human um, uh, where we've brought the food that we've grown. They're the people that I'd love to have dinner with to be like, hey, Paul, what did you grow? Oh, I grew this. Check yeah. out this, this beetroot. And, oh, I got this. Like that's the dinner that I'd love to be sharing and I'd love to look around and see, you know, thousands or millions of, of happy, smiling faces that they've all been a part of the growing of the food for that that feast and um and that's the that's so that's that's the dinner i'd love to be at and and some of my mentors would definitely be there but I, more than that now is i want to see the next generation of of um gardeners and food growers and, and health advocates growing their food and i'd love to sit at that table and just watch and just enjoy the the uh the the, the joy and the the feasting that comes from this from from that meal. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a great answer. Um, someone's always picked, you know, a celebrity <laughs> or a mentor or, or someone that is, has inspired them. But you've gone left the field, and I really like it. That's fantastic. What a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that mate, thank you very much for giving up your time. As you said on, on, at the opening, you know, Friday's a busy, very busy day for you. So I appreciate you sitting down and sort of giving us an insight into your farm and obviously how you got there. And then obviously the the, um, the education that you're providing, I think that's fantastic. Um, and hopefully some listeners are able to jump on and have a look and, and potentially enrol and, and, and learn how to um, grow sustainable food in their backyard. Like you said, I think that's fantastic. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Paul. It's been a pleasure to be on here and, and share this passion with, with more people. So, uh, yeah, if it, if it inspires one more person to start a garden or improve their health, then, then I'm, I'm stoked. So. Yeah, thanks very much and and, um, and thanks to everyone that's listening and I look forward to sharing with you in, in more ways. Absolutely. Thank you very much, mate.